What's up, guys? You're listening to the Life in Motion audio experience, featuring interviews around travel, action sports, culture, and more. You're listening to episode 15 of the Life in Motion audio experience. In this episode, I chat with Paige and Matt, the ones behind the travel blog, For the Love of Wanderlust. Find out how they managed to take a year trip around the world from the Faroe Islands to Thailand and everywhere in between. Check it out. Hey guys, I'm here with Paige and Matt, um, who are the ones behind the travel blog for the love of Wonderlust. Um, their travel resume includes um, all 50 states and 37 countries. Um, but one of my favorite parts about what they do um, on their blog, not only do they help give tips and share their experiences, but they help um, try to show that it's possible to travel even if you are on a budget. Um, but to go ahead and jump into things, guys, um, Paige, I'll let you go first as far as, um, you know, tell us a little about yourself, you know, what your story is, where you grew up, those, those kinds of things. Yeah, I was born in Arkansas, so very nearby, and uh, as, like, I would think I was four or five when we moved back here. So I grew up in Springfield, Missouri. I went to Missouri State University, and all of my family is here, which is why we're here now. And... Uh, yeah, after I graduated college, I went on a month-long solo road trip, and I moved, I went to Asheville, North Carolina, fell in love with it, moved there for a little bit, um, which is where I met this one, and <laughs> yeah, then we came back here. <laughs> so, I mean, most of my life has definitely been spent in the Ozarks, and um, we love hiking and like craft beer and the all the different things to do in the Ozarks. So, yeah. Hiking and craft beer go hand in hand. They really do. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what about yourself? Sure. So I'm Matt. Um, I do a lot of the photos for the website, and I don't really have one particular place that I'm really from. I kind of moved around a whole bunch growing up. Born in California, lived in West Virginia, London, um, Texas a couple times, down in Houston. Went to China for a couple of years. Do you have a military family or just? No, my dad actually worked for Shell Oil. So really, okay. Yeah, so it kind of cool. sounds like a military. Yeah, family. I was in <laughs> <laughs> moved around every few years. Um, so after high school, I went to the University of Oklahoma, got a degree with management, and then basically I was hired by Target to go out to North Carolina and manage one of their stores. And that's where I actually met Paige. We met in the break room at Target. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so yeah. so it happened it met in the break room. Were you working there I too? Was. Okay. No, I just wandered into this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in the afternoon hanging her out. <laughs> oh, excuse me, miss. Um, <laughs> so so you so and so that was when you were on kind of your road trip out to Asheville. Yeah, shortly after. So I moved there and I well, I moved there, and then I spent a month in Sweden, and then I came back and was like, oh, I should probably work at some point, <laughs> make a little extra money. <laughs> and so um, I knew I was getting ready to take a three-month trip with my best friend to okay. Southeast Asia. And so I took on just a couple of extra like retail gigs, and one was Target. And we met the very first night I worked in the break room. But we didn't date until the day I quit because he was the manager. Well, yeah, I guess there's so. some conflict there. You know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we played by the rules. We did. We did. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely an interesting story. So <laughs> so after that, um, not after that, so so to go jump back, um, what kind of got you guys into traveling a lot? It's, you know, For you, Matt, it sounds like you've kind of naturally been all over the place just because of your family. Was that ever... Did, I guess growing up, I'm sure that started kind of young for you, I would, I would assume. Did that ever, like, uh, 
discourage you or you're just along for the ride like okay yeah we're going to a new place you it just know? kind of felt normal i guess really we, yeah we traveled a bunch when especially when we lived abroad it was so easy to travel around different places and so it how kind old of, were you when you were abroad i was i was really young the first time it was about eight or nine i guess when we were in, in england. england yeah which we did a lot of travel around europe at that point um i was in middle school for china so that part we kind of just stayed in China. It's kind of yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But it just kind of seemed normal to me because I've never lived anywhere for a long period okay. of time. The longest was five years in Katy, Texas, just outside Houston, which was for eighth grade through end of high school. But yeah, it just kind of seemed normal. I mean, travel with my family was different than what we've done together, Paige and I. Um, so that's kind of where it's changed. She's really drawn me into a different type of travel. Okay. And she's definitely been an inspiration for me to go travel on a budget so we can do it longer and see yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. But it's been it's been really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And then how did you catch your travel bug? I mean, obviously growing up in the Ozarks, there's plenty of outdoors things to do. Right. Um, well, it's really funny. We never did those things growing up in the Ozarks, but my family was huge on the outdoors and road tripping. So like, we just traveled to a bunch of different national parks and stuff like that. Like, it's definitely just in our, like, in the blood of my family. Yeah. <laughs> like, my grandpa, I mean, he's, he's 80, 81 now. Yeah, 81 now. And they're, they're gone, like, half the year on crazy really? road trips, to, like, Texas and Georgia and stuff like that. So it's like and, a big RV or something, or? No, they, they do the timeshare thing. Uh, but they okay. make the most of it. <laughs> so it's very random places. <laughs> yeah, they get good gas mileage. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like they need to start a little spinoff vlog. I think so, too. <laughs> For the love of timeshare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, my parents are the same way. Um, but they're But they're both different. So, like, my mom took me to Europe. They're still together. They just don't like the same type of travel. Okay. So my dad doesn't fly. So when my mom wanted to go to Europe, she and I would go together. Okay. And then my dad is, like, super into the outdoors. And while my mom loves nature as well, my dad wants to, like, do Havasu Canyon okay. and stuff like that. So he's like, he'll call me and be like, you want to do this, like, 20-mile hike down into a canyon? I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> so... It's just always been, like, something that my family did. I just kind of took it in a different direction and ran with it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, I mean, my whole family is that way. That's so. awesome. You had kind of the best of both worlds with the dad and mom. Loving yeah, both I know. aspects of it. <laughs> like, guaranteed me two trips every year growing up. <laughs> so, um, so then after you guys uh, met, um, how, how long was it until, and then I know you guys recently just went on a one-year stint around the world so mm -hmm. how long was it to you guys plan that was it after you guys you know got married or whatnot or how did how did that happen i, I guess third day of dating yeah, <laughs> we, we started planning it or really? the idea for it happened really soon yeah. into our relationship to be fair we also got engaged like we did get engaged weeks? really quickly six weeks All into right. our relationship but so like plans were falling in line part of it was because <laughs> right after we got engaged she took her three-month trip through Asia with her, her best friend, okay. her one of her best friends, and um, I was still at work, <laughs> just <laughs> doing the same old thing, and I, I was just thinking, why am I here, and she's over there having all this fun. Be like three in the morning, I, I'm like, I just swam with whale sharks, and he's like, great, I apprehended a shoplifter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, we should do this again, and this time, I'll get to go, too. <laughs> yeah. Let's play this a little bit differently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So that's kind of when it started happening to the planning process, and then we just had to start saving for a few years, because mm-hmm. I think it was about... It took, two yeah, and two and a half to three years, to, three years yeah. to, okay. to really save, because we didn't stop traveling. I mean, if we had stopped traveling in between, we could have done it a whole lot faster. <laughs> yeah. But... You can't wait that long, No, right? you can't you know? wait that long, so... <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> okay, so it took you um, that long. We're, I guess, what, what made you want to do a year-long... I mean, that's a pretty big commitment, I feel like. Um, it was. <laughs> it was a big I mean, it was like you, you left the United States and you were actually gone for a full year, or was it like you come back a little bit? It was bit, supposed to be, be a whole year, a whole year. life happens. Well, yeah. <laughs> I had to have emergency surgery in Thailand, so right. um, we came home for my recovery period. Okay. I couldn't fly home before I had the surgery, or it would have been very bad for me, so we had the, or I had the surgery in Thailand, and then we came home for, we, which it was perfect timing because we got to be home for Christmas. It was literally like three days <laughs> before Christmas, four days before Christmas when we got home. So we spent Christmas with my family, and then we were here like one and a half, two months, and then took back off, yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay. Months. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a lot. I did not know about that. Uh, yeah. Little... <laughs> I don't know that we originally planned to leave a year, though. We just wanted to do some long-term traveling, and it just kept escalating. Like, well, we want to go here, 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 and here. Right, and it was like, well, to go to all the places we want to go. Kept being like, well, we're going to need some more money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we got to keep saving. Yeah. So how how did you... How did you plan, like, where you wanted to go? Like, was it kind of like snowball? It's sort of like you said you had an idea, and then you were at some place, like, well, we could also go over here while we're at it, or... Yeah, I mean, definitely some destinations just kind of popped up in the moment, like some of them, Belgium and Bosnia, yeah, and then we were close, and we were like, we could go to Bosnia. Might yeah, as well. Yeah, if you're in the area, <laughs> yeah. not, not too expensive to get to that next destination. Mm-hmm. That definitely helped us a lot in Europe, especially, but... For the first part of the planning process, I know, personally, <laughs> I guess it was jealousy from her first <laughs> trip, <laughs> drove a lot of what I wanted to see, because I, yeah. I got to see all these pictures that she took, and yeah. stories of where she had been, mm-hmm. and I just was dying to see those places for myself, and so yeah, that so kind of played a, a part of my influence, I think, yeah. telling you, like, hey, we got to go to Thailand, we got to go here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, that did happen. So, like, the first three months, I didn't go to a different country. Okay. Because, I, like, they were countries I'd already been to before. But we we did a good balance of, like, me showing him my favorite things and then seeing brand new things within that country. Right. But I also broke my arm in Thailand. So it limited a little bit of, like, our exploration in Laos because, like, we were going to go mountain biking and do these, like, treks where you camp in the jungle. And I'm like, I with this like this, this just isn't gonna <laughs> had, work <laughs> had some bad luck in, i did in Thailand. i was gonna say it, yeah. it sounds like it yeah. um we were gonna do this hike one time in chiang mai and <laughs> you're supposed to go through the jungle up this mountain uh-huh. to this waterfall and we were maybe 50 feet down the trail and we realized the mosquitoes were pretty bad and so we got out the bug spray i sprayed myself down and i gave her the bottle 
and she didn't realize she had it pointed straight for her eyes oh. and sprayed it right like in her eyes. I just maced myself and with so this tie bug She's wearing contacts, laughed, but... and I'm thinking about <laughs> No, it was hysterical. High school chemistry class where my teacher scared me about chemicals in your contacts and it getting sucked under the contacts. So I'm freaking out. Paige, you gotta take that contact out. And then he, like, grabs my head, whips it back, and, like, I had a fresh bottle of water this that whole, like, like, this is sterile, kind of. It's like a liter of. of water just, like, all over my face. Like, flush like, it out, flush it what out. What the heck? And this family had started a hike right behind us, and they turned around. <laughs> you totally scared them. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine, like, walking up and you just see this man, like, tilt this woman's head back and forth? Big waterboard. Water. Yeah. It was, yeah. I'm very accidental. Protect those eyes. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So Thailand wasn't, uh, had some good experiences. Yeah. yeah. Strangely, it's one of my favorite places I've ever been. How, how long were you guys in Thailand for? Oh, it ended up being, we were there almost two months. Yeah, okay, months for two months, yeah. kind of, because we tried to stay out our visa Mm-hmm. The first and time, which we did. They have a free kind of. visa. Oh, really? Yeah, like if you're from the U.S., you get to go in for free. So, so we stayed just under a month, I think, because we didn't want to push it and have something happen where like a bus ride couldn't happen yeah. and we'd get stuck and have to pay more money. Yeah, so <laughs> or think, money at, at all. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like 28 days, I think, the first time. And then I had to go, go back to have my arm x-rayed again. And so we ended up staying, what, like another three weeks by the time we went to Koh-Chang. Yeah. And then we went to Cambodia. And I mean, we missed Thailand, so we went back. <laughs> we did, and it was so lucky because I had like a rapidly growing ovarian cyst, like right on the uh, blood vessel. Okay. So it just happened to be that we were where like the best healthcare is in Southeast Asia. Really? When that yeah, happened. We were in Bangkok, and, and we were supposed to fly to Bali the next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And... and I just had this like little bit of like nagging, persistent pain, and I had had a cyst before. And he is, like, very good about making me go to the doctor because I'm the type of person that's like, it's all good. (laughs) And so he made me go, and they wanted to do – at first they thought they were going to need to do surgery that day, and then they wanted me to stay there, like, on bed rest for two days. I'm like, well, I can just stay at bed rest in my hostel. And so we go back after two days to have them look at it again, and he was like, what were you doing? I was like, I was on bed rest. And it, like, grew two and a half centimeters in 48 wow. hours with me doing nothing. And he was like, that's going to burst, and it's on the blood vessel. And so yeah, he was... Said, go ahead. Oh, yeah. They said if you go up in the airplane like that, oh. there's a good chance the pressure will cause it to just totally burst. And yeah. And where it was located, they said there's a good chance you would just bleed out. Yeah, he was like, best case scenario, you'll lose that over. Your worst case scenario, you're going to bleed out and die. And we're like... All right, so I guess we're having surgery. Yeah, so so as far as some of the other places, you, so um, a lot of Southeast Asia is kind of where that is, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, Europe, kind of mm-hmm. all through there. Um, any other continents? We went to Morocco. Okay. So we were down in Africa for almost About four weeks. three weeks. Yeah, yeah. for three weeks. Yeah. And then, I mean, we've obviously traveled together in the U.S. a lot. Yeah. Um, not Some of it was actually, we kind of built it into the year-long trip, because while we were back, we went to Florida and Kansas. Okay. So we did travel even while we were back for our recovery period, or my recovery mm-hmm. period. Although, he probably needed mental recovery <laughs> <laughs> dealing with me, so, and all of my accidents, but... <laughs> yeah, so we still count it as, like, a year of travel. Yeah. Because we definitely made the most of being home as well. We did. Went down to Texas and... I got to see my grandma in Kansas. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it was fun. 
So besides Thailand, um, where was your, I guess you said that was your favorite place for the most part. One of them. One sure. of them. Yeah. On the European side, it was the Faroe Islands Faroe for me. Islands. Yeah. And yeah. Scotland. Scotland. Scotland was great too, yeah. They're, they're all fantastic. Croatia. It's hard Montenegro. to choose because I, I yeah. liked so many places. <laughs> I think Faroe Islands is probably, though, like that's the thing I can most consistently hear you talk about. Like, yeah. it's so freaking cool. Is it, what was it about it that? It's sure. really tiny and it's just so far removed from the rest of the world, or at least it feels like. Because it's just so isolated, it's hard to get there. Um, it's I think their population is fifty thousand, really, or so. Mm-hmm. It's really small. Everyone's super friendly there. We got lost trying to find a hike one time, and a local guy came and we I guess bumped paths, and he told us exactly where to go. It's like yeah, just, it looks like it's on private property, and it is, but just walk through this <laughs> fence, and you just go up the yeah. mountain here. And, and then he's like, so what do you think of the Faroe, like, just totally chit-chatting. What do you think about the Faroe Islands, and how are you liking it? Which island is your favorite? Just, like, Yeah, everyone amazing. was so nice and welcoming. Yeah. And it's hard, like, to pick a favorite because, I mean, like, Faroe Islands, I've never seen nature like that. Like, that's one of the reasons that that's my favorite. But then, like, Wales is a favorite. A, it was beautiful, and B, like, the people were just over-the-top friendly, and then, like, we visited Matt's cousin in Germany, so that was a highlight. Cause that was a blast. We, we got to watch so one of the World Cup games with really? all the other German people. Well, we watched several of them, but yeah. that one was craziest because we went to like a viewing party. I bet that was yeah. wild. In like a <laughs> festival. <laughs> oh my god! It was gosh. so much fun. It was insane. There and was they... a lot of beer. <laughs> oh man, too much beer. A lot of celebrating because they won that game. Yeah. <laughs> And, and we were, like, running through the streets, like, wow! People had their windows like, down, high-fiving high-fiving people. We, <laughs> we were that German for so the day. Much fun. It was a blast. What city was that in? in that was in Mainz. Mainz. Okay. Yeah, my like, cousin lives in Wiesbaden. Yeah. And we just took the train down. It's, like, right across the river. Yeah, it's right there. So, it was so much fun. But That's we got amazing. into all kinds of adventures with Jason. It was it was a good time. Yeah, it was a blast. <laughs> he was a really good host. <laughs> Absolutely. So are there are there any other um, I guess good stories as far as I mean you guys already like, listed <laughs> off like you know five. <laughs> are there any other like good standout like favorite stories or like uh, instances that I guess like stood out to you guys like with like specific things that that with your trips. We had several, I mean, yeah, like we got to meet up with, so I had volunteered at a zoo in 2015 and I made really good friends with one of the Thai workers there. And so one of Wait, the, so you volunteered at the zoo over there mm-hmm, in okay. Thailand. And so when we were back in Thailand, he, we went to Kanchanaburi and he met up with us one night and we like sat on, we stayed at this hostel that had a dock overlooking the river and then the mountains behind it and it was like it was so beautiful (laughs) (laughs) i mean it was just over the top amazing every room like the dorm rooms and everything has a mountain view and so it's and it's like 25 bucks for a private room like it's unreal we had giant glass windows and just like we woke up every morning to a sunrise over these mountains like it was just unreal and my friend was like what is, what's the word for when you die and it's, it's so good. And we were like, heaven. He was like, heaven. <laughs> and this is a man that like grew up in this area. Yeah. And so we went back out to the zoo the next day and like took a cab out there and all three of us, and he's like this pretty big guy, 
piled on his motorbike. <laughs> and we just like tootled through like the countryside in Canterbury. I don't know either. I'm like sandwiched in the middle and Matt was he had his arms around me and he was just kinda like being goofy and like tickling my stomach. <laughs> But what he didn't think about was the fact that he's also like touching salopong. Yeah. So I was like moving my like, fingers on his belly. <laughs> it was so funny. But like we had that that day was just such a blast. We popped a tire at one point, and like oh, it was just so much fun. That was a that was definitely a highlight for me. At one point, Paige took her hands off of salopong. She's like, yeah, with her arms up as we're going down the road. Look. <laughs> Who do you think I'm holding on? You gotta hold on to Salvong. It's true. Yeah, that did happen. You're just, you know, living it up. Exactly. (laughs) But, like, we just had so many amazing little experiences. I mean, anything from that to, like, when we were in the Faroe Islands, not Faroe Islands, Iceland, the sun never freaking set. So it was, like, always daylight, and, like, the darkest it got was, like, sunset here. And we had this terrible insomnia, so we used it to take midnight hikes. Okay. And so we were going to hike this one night, and we're just driving, and there's this huge field of sheep. Like, how many sheep do you think were over there? Hundreds. Um, It was (laughs) was just, like, full of sheep. And that just scares the crap out of them, just driving by. And they were all asleep. And they all just stand up and in unison, like, sprint down this oh mountainside. Oh, It was the cutest so thing ever. cute. And, like, we always just talk about how cute that was. And it's just such a simple little thing. And then we drive back by. And they went to the exact same spot. And they were asleep like if this again. if a real predator, you're not very good at <laughs> trying to save your lives. Those are definitely some of the highlights. Like, my highlights. Would be. Yeah, I don't know. There are so many. There's one particular hike we did in the Faroe Islands that really stood out to me. Um, I don't remember what it was called, but it's this top of uh, Bald Mountain. I mean, I guess all the mountains. Is it Carver? You don't really have. There are there aren't a lot of trees, I guess, in general. So you have really good views whenever you get up high. Yeah. And we just hiked up above some of these low hanging clouds and stuff, and it just yeah. felt like we're on the top of the world, basically. Looking That's out. awesome. And it was like... This 360 view of the ocean going around all these little islands and stuff. Yeah. It was like know, watching was just... a real-life time-lapse being up there, too. Because it was like the clouds just moved through so quickly. It was like watching a time-lapse. Really? But you're just... Yeah, because it was really it. windy. And it was yeah. just blowing through. And around this one mountain ridge on the other side of the bay or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just, just watching the fog roll around it. Yeah. It was just... I don't know. I don't really have words to describe it. <laughs> that's, that's wild. I mean, I can yeah. see, like, the whole time-lapse thing. Yeah. seeing it, like, real, real time. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Which sounds weird to say, like, a real-time time-lapse. <laughs> but, yeah, it just, yeah. everything moved so quickly. But it was also slow at the same time, you know? Like, yeah. we were the only ones up there. How long were we up there? Like, an hour? It was Probably. just so pretty. We just stayed up there. And it was so quiet and still. Yet, like, the fog, like, moving so... It was, it was like, we had plopped into a time-lapse. It was really cool. That was a good hike. Oh, well, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so we've heard some of the good. What are some of the... I won't say bad, but, I mean, you've actually said some of the bad. <laughs> are there any, any other cases... Um, we, uh, we oh, he's just going to interrupt and jump <laughs> Sorry, right no, in. No, no, that's... that's it's how it. bad it is. <laughs> no, there, it's not anything really that bad. It's just little stuff that's kind of irritating in the moment, but funny afterwards, I think. We did laundry in Fez, I think it was Fez, Morocco, and 
Paige took 10 pair of underwear to this laundromat where they don't let you do it yourself. You have to drop it off and let them do it for you. And then like 10 hours later, you get your 10 hours later, we get back to pick up our laundry and they put it all in someone else's backpack. That was kind of dirty. And then so we get our stuff out, take it home and realize that she only got two pair of underwear back. And so she had nothing now. And we had to go on this hunt for underwear. Let me tell you, buying <laughs> underwear in Morocco is way say, harder really than it hard. should be. We found actually this Japanese-based like chain store. It's something like... All the underwear is individually plastic-wrapped. Yeah, so it's like the least it's all really environmentally tiny. friendly. It's Yeah, so I'm like, well, it's, like a, it's a Japanese store, so it's going to run small. So I think I bought like... Size large or something. And they were still and really small. They come on the package and Matt was like, do you think you add water? And they expand. Oh my God. <laughs> to make them expand because they were so That's tiny. Hilarious. So we still had like three weeks in Morocco that I'm wearing these like way too small underwear, but we still couldn't find them anywhere. So we had to, yeah, that was like the first thing we did when we got to the Netherlands was take me underwear shopping. <laughs> But yeah, um, we found out the hard way. There are two airports in Reykjavik. Oh, we were or near, near 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 Reykjavik. It's not really in the other one. It's, it's like the really one you fly Reykjavik. into, yeah. right? You would assume that that's for all international flights. I mean, it's like forty minutes away from Reykjavik, but yeah. still, it's kind of that area. The one that you fly into yeah, so for Reykjavik. It was actually for our flight to the Faroe Islands, leaving Iceland, and I just saw on the ticket Reykjavik to wherever it was in the Faroe Islands. I'm like, oh yeah, it's the, the airport over there. So, yeah. so we buy our like $100 bus ticket. Yeah, because everything's expensive there. <laughs> so it costs like 50 bucks to get out there. Each. Each. <laughs> and then we get there, realize that we're at the, the wrong airport, and then we had to take another express, express shuttle. Express shuttle, which cost us like another $150 to get back to where we started. And the air, other airport in actual Reykjavik was like a 10-minute walk from our Airbnb. Yeah, oh. we could have just walked there the first time and saved a bunch nope. of money. Instead, we'll just spend two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's just that's yeah. on us because we didn't do the research. Right. But yeah, you well, never know; other people might not either. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Same when I double check your tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that big. I mean, you exactly. Wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. think that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, any other close like calls like that, as far as like missing flights that are very important or. Um, Maybe not missing flights, but I enjoyed the experience of the airport in Reykjavik and also the airport in the Faroe Islands because they're both really small and different mm -hmm. from what you'd experience anywhere else. Um, for example, the one in the Faroe Islands, when we're getting our, our flight out to go to Denmark after that, they basically have your ticket and they, like a just, they just let you out this glass door onto the tarmac. And they're like, okay, go to get on your airplane. And so there were two airplanes sitting out there. And we were at the front of the line. And so this line of people is following us. And we just take a guess. Like, well, which one is it? So we go to the left, go all the way up the staircase, only to see that the door is shut. And we're like, so we're well, like, this maybe around. is not the plan. Do we knock on the door? Like, what do you do? And so we take the whole line of people behind us over to the other airplane. And then we can see that the door on that one's open. And it's just so kind of like, like a Copenhagen? And they're and like, yeah. Kind of... But the... Yeah. The, like, boarding passes, they literally, like, stapled a receipt to the top of... Yeah, just, like, a regular piece of receipt yeah. paper. Like, here you and go. And so <laughs> they, like, tear the receipt off as you go. And, like, and when we were flying to the Faroe Islands, the uh, flight attendant in Reykjavik 
we were really close to the door, and she just comes over, like, leans down in front of us. She's like, you ready to get on the plane? And that, that's how they called for boarding. And so, and, like, we went to check into our flight, like, an hour early. And they're like, oh, the, the gates don't open until, like, 20 minutes before the flight. We're like, where are we? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, everything was totally safe. They, oh, yeah, they had, they had security. security. They had all that stuff, but it was just so different. So yeah. Late back. Yeah. 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 It was really <laughs> Very late back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no, we did pretty good. Like, we both tend to kind of be over planners, so close calls didn't usually happen for us. Just yeah. we got a little too confident, clearly, in, in Iceland, but, Yeah. That's true. I think the the hardest thing would have been like trains. I think we like overstressed about trains, so we would get to the train station like an hour early, at the beginning, like in Denmark. Yeah, we never wanted to miss a flight or a train or a bus, so we would always get places super early, and yeah. then you just kind of sit around. Yeah, and yeah. Be like okay, now we're sitting in a train station. <laughs> Did you ever have a problem trying to figure out which train took you where? When when we traveled to Italy, we had that problem too. It's oh, like. Yeah. Okay, I bought a pre bought a ticket to um, Rome. I'm just saying some random place, but <laughs> but you go to the station and it has the station on the ticket, but the tickers up top don't say which train go to which to yeah. the right yeah. station. So you have to like we guess to, which one yeah, it actually goes to. Ask. Yeah, what? well, because it what it doesn't tell you when you buy like say Florence to Rome is you're also going to stop in like Siena and Bologna or something like that, and you have to switch trains yeah. there. So we had that in a lot in. Going from Copenhagen to Germany, especially, but then a little within Germany as well, was it never said like our final destination on the end. And when you pre buy the ticket, I mean, I'm sure if you like click on the fine print or whatever, yeah. it says all of that, but we didn't realize that at first. And so Jason helped us out a lot with that. Yeah, Jason helped us a ton with that. But our first go around, we were like, yeah. Where are we going? Do we get off here? Do we stay on the train? They're like, no, you get off the train and go to the next one. But... Oh, that was really crazy. We took a train from Copenhagen <coughs> over to wherever in Germany Wiesbaden. before the one that went to Wiesbaden. Oh, Hamburg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the whole train gets on a ferry. It's like the train drives yeah, onto the ferry. The whole the train boat. drives on a track that's on the ferry. That's and then you have to get off the train. You go up and then you're like, oh, wow, I'm on a boat in the middle of this body of water <laughs> it was really really interesting yeah and then you get back on the train and it drives off the ferry that's weird never heard of that. we yeah, had we're like we gotta do that one we, i think we paid like 50 50 euros more to yeah. say we've done it but it was really cool we could have just taken the bridge and saved ourselves some hassle but no yeah. <laughs> it's worth the experience exactly. right it was really cool it was a nice train <laughs> so when it came to to planning for the trip um what are the some? I mean, it said it took you guys a couple of years to kind of nail out some things mm-hmm. as far as saving money. Yeah. You know, had to have some trips in between that planning. It sounded yeah. like, but um, like what all kind of went into that? Is, um, you know, and then also handling with the obligations such as a job or a pet or I don't know anything, any life things coming up. You know, right. how, how did you kind of navigate? Well, for jobs, <laughs> I quit my job <laughs> when we were yeah. ready to travel. Because it wasn't something I planned to do after that anyways, so it kind of made it easier. Mm-hmm. But um, for saving, we we stopped eating out a lot. We stopped doing a lot of the extra stuff that's fun, I guess, around town. Right. And we were very lucky. I and mean, my parents offered to let us stay with them for basically the last year we were here. Really? Yeah, they, that was they, huge. So they too. had a whole upstairs that they – it was like – 
the hangout when my brother and I were like teenagers, you know, it was like, okay, well, the kids go upstairs and hang out. Yeah. And then it just kind of became storage for them. But it was a huge, like, same size as our apartment space. And so, not that our apartment's huge, but <laughs> so they let us just put all of our stuff up there. And so the whole time that we were traveling then, they let us use it basically as a storage unit as well. So it saved us. We didn't have to put anything in storage. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, not having to pay rent for a year oh, was huge. huge. Yeah, it that was a huge was, difference. Yeah. We would, we would have maybe been gone six months if it hadn't been for that. And uh, they let us stay with them when we came back from my recovery from surgery. And then when we came back and were job hunting again, we stayed with them for another few months. But, I mean, it was huge. And then they also they watched our dog, watched our dog for a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you kind of a package so, deal with, right? with the yeah, family, so, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was extremely generous of them. Yeah, so, I mean, it was huge in all the obligation stuff. I mean, they took care of it basically by just letting us keep our stuff there and then mm-hmm. taking such good care of our dog. He got nice and fat while we were gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My mom tends to feed him more table scraps than we ever do, but he's always much happier with her <laughs> and that is exactly why <laughs> but um yeah so I mean that made a huge huge deal yeah and then for trip planning it it's it it, it was kind of somewhat spontaneous like we knew a rough skeleton of like okay well we definitely want to start in Southeast Asia and these are the countries we want to go to but it was constantly changing while we were traveling like if I hadn't had to have my surgery, we had um, spontaneously decided we wanted to try to fit New Zealand in. So we just one day were like, okay, let's buy flights to New Zealand. So Mm -hmm. we definitely had like a structure, but it wasn't, we didn't pre-buy any tickets to anything. Except for the first one to Bangkok. Well, yes. (laughs) (laughs) We had just show up to the airport. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so but you guys didn't plan out, you guys did plan out, but like you said, you didn't buy a couple a, flights beforehand just the one to get there and then you're like just, yeah just the one to get there then yeah. it's flexible from there because we knew we'd be able to take buses and trains and mm-hmm. stuff around the region yeah and then when we had a better idea at that point of where to go we could buy the next ticket so yeah. we bought a ticket to bali we're supposed to spend christmas there <laughs> before the surgery <laughs> yeah yeah but so i mean planning we, we had like <laughs> countries you wanted to visit and then cities within the countries but I think part of the beauty of traveling is when you get to a destination you meet fellow travelers you meet locals and they tell you about something that you've never heard of or yeah. mm-hmm. you know because you can do you can only do so much research and so we always try to like leave a gap in our in any itinerary itinerary no matter where we go just because you never know what you're going to come across and then we look to bloggers a lot um we have you know a few specific ones that we really really like the work that they do in the places that they go and so I always like immediately you know search on their blog yeah. like, have you been yeah. here because I want to <laughs> know what you did and kind of build off of that um yeah but we're actually pretty like fly by the seat of our pants when we go somewhere and then, so, you, and you kind of touch as far as the, um, which I think kind of makes it fun by that way, as long as you have some sort of sh- structure and kind of know where you're going, yeah. but mm-hmm. kind of let it be free. Um, definitely adds to the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of touched a little bit on saving for the trip, obviously your parents being a huge help to that. Um, how did you 
how'd you kind of guess or guesstimate how much money you would need, you know, especially with having such a loose plan? Like, how right. would somebody do that themselves, you, you know? So, we had the luxury of knowing how much I spent in Southeast Asia okay. in 2015. So, we kind of just took that budget and doubled it okay. for Southeast Asia because I'm like... Because it is part of what I want to accomplish on my blog is let other people know, like, how attainable travel is. Um, I always keep track of expenses when we go someplace and then, like, average it out and all that kind of fun stuff. So we took what I spent in Southeast Asia and doubled it. And then we vastly underestimated the expense of Europe. (laughs) But we took that and basically doubled that again for our budget for Europe, which worked in some places and did not work in others. Iceland was probably bad. Iceland, (laughs) Faroe Islands, Denmark, England, like, they were all pretty expensive, but, um, yeah, but other than that, I mean, yeah, just other bloggers kind of do a similar thing, so if it was a place that, you know, we had never been, they'll give you, like, budget-saving tips for Iceland and things like that, so that, that always helps, but we definitely just, I mean, a big part of saving was cutting back at home for sure. And like when we did trips, we would go and hike in Arkansas and we'd like car camp or something yeah. like that, you know, when it was too cold to camp outside or we didn't want to spend the money. He doesn't have like a nice sleeping bag. And it's like, well, we don't really have the money to do that. So we'll just pile a crap to the back of the forerunner. And... Yeah, we just slept in the trunk basically. <laughs> and yeah. that works. It did. It worked just fine. It was like, the, it's the perfect size for the two of us. It is not the perfect size for an air mattress. We learned that. No, no. <laughs> But That's true. Yeah. You benefited. You just knocked me off the air mattress. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> you need that thick foam and just lay it. Yeah. Lay it yeah, the there. foam is way better. Than yeah. It is. It absolutely is. Yep. Yeah. Cut it up custom and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw it in there. Um, so what's what's your favorite part of traveling with all that? Um, obviously, it's each place you go to is a completely different experience mm-hmm. for the most part. But yeah. what makes you guys want to keep on going back and experiencing these new places. I like seeing different landscapes. That's what really fascinates me the most. Um, I like different buildings and stuff, too, especially in the cities. That always fascinates me. But mostly it's the landscapes, getting outside cities. Um, Because I really like photography, which goes back to landscapes, of course. (laughs) But that's really what drives me, I think. Just getting out in nature and seeing something different that I can't see wherever I might be living. Yeah. For me, it's like the, I love that as well. I mean, we both love the outdoors, but I like the like kind of educational standpoint of it. Like every day you learn something totally different because you're experiencing something totally different. So I like the, the idea of like waking up and you literally have a, no idea what you're doing that day and B no idea what that thing is going to lead to. Yeah. So, I mean, we definitely learned so much I mean especially in Southeast Asia just because the culture is so drastically different and like the language is drastically different like you can't you know it's not like Latin script or something yeah and so it's it was definitely a bit more of a challenge in that regard so like you really grow as a person I think when you when you really like step out and do something different has that kind of um, like changed your perspective, I guess, like once you guys come back here, home or whatnot, you know, just from taking in all those different experiences and interactions with different people and the cultures and whatnot, how has that changed that perspective, do you think? 
I mean, I think it makes being home easier in that sense. Like when you realize just, I mean, you don't have all of these like roadblocks in your way. Like we all speak the same language and stuff like that. It makes like day-to-day things easier, but it also makes day-to-day things more boring. Yeah. Like I wish I was one of those people True. that like <laughs> I came back from my trip and I'm like, I just see the world and like the light of travel now and every day is a new adventure. I'm like, every day is the same because I live in Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> like, cause it, it like that's, it, that's how it, it is for me. And it's not that I don't love my life here because I absolutely do, but I like, I miss travel every single day. Yeah. I mean, you kind of get into your routine when you're at home. And it's yeah. Yeah. Stable, so. true. yeah. Yeah. I know when we came back from Asia, this is solely just monetary, but I felt like everything was so expensive and a rip off here. Yeah. Really? And then when we came back from Europe, I was like, this is the best thing ever. It's so affordable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's being yeah. shoved yeah. every which way. <laughs> <laughs> is it really that much like, less expensive, I guess? Um, At least here in Missouri it, it is. I think, I think Springfield versus like too. Scandinavia and the UK. Like anything yeah. that's an island or... I mean, we didn't really go to Sweden, but Sweden was really expensive when I was and there. Actually, I think the same thing about food, though. So when I came back from Asia, I thought everything here was really bland and really? boring tasting. And then when we so came back to the UK, it was like everything here is so flavorful. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, like we would buy spices and stuff to cook with over there, and it was just really bland. Like I would cake it on there. It's like I can't taste anything. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> My mom and aunt were over for the last two weeks of the trip. They met us in Scotland. That's awesome. And uh, they were like, so I expected more from the food, but it doesn't really <laughs> taste like anything. <laughs> and they, I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's like, it's bread and it's meat, but it's just like a lack of, did, did you guys travel in the UK at all? Uh, we we went, did England. Um, uh, we did Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, we were just in London, so oh. in the UK. Yeah. Did you have a Guinness in Ireland? I did. It's pretty much the only thing I That's had. Great. Yeah. Did it <laughs> ruin Guinness for you here? Honestly, um, I think I've had like Guinness maybe like two times in my life, like here. Yeah, um, we had never had it before here. And I haven't had it. I haven't had it since. Um, but that's like the only beer I drank when I was over there. Drank yeah. When I was over there, it was, it was very good. It was. Yeah. But I had heard <laughs> from other people who've gone to Ireland that uh, do like Guinness. They'll have it there, and they come back, and it does ruin it for them yeah. here. Because I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't tried yet. Though. I haven't tried it back here. It's been, yeah. <laughs> it's been a couple of years, so I probably wouldn't remember anyway. So, <laughs> but what are what are some of the main um, the differences? Obviously, there's obvious differences. But is there anything that stands up as far as the differences between traveling stateside and traveling, you know, abroad that maybe stand out to you guys? I think the ease of transportation is different. I think it's easier abroad for the most part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Public transit's just different over there. Even and in Southeast Asia, I think it's easier. Yeah, and it's, especially if you're in places like Southeast Asia, it's just a lot more affordable to do. Mm-hmm. Those was was it similar to um, the public transportation in, in Europe? Or? It's much less organized. I'd say it's different. <laughs> version of that, but in, like, not as many safety precautions. But... Um, it's just, it's, it's very, like, plainly laid out. Okay. You know, like, if, if you walk up to a ticket station and you're like, I want to go to Cochang, they're going to put you on the right bus, and then when you get there, like, wherever it drops you off, 
Yeah. Like, I'm looking to get to coaching. And then, you know, you get there. And it's really not that difficult. Bus rides can be different over there, though. We had a bus ride from Chiang Mai to whatever the border town Chiang was. Chiang Khan. And it's, I think, supposed to be like a six-hour, five-hour drive or so. And it took us 12 hours because that is our true. bus also functioned as... The mail deliverer. The mail the mail truck. Mail. And it was also, like, they stocked the convenience stores along the way. So we would have to sit there at this convenience <laughs> store while the guy, like, unloaded all these pounds from underneath the coach. Talk about being efficient. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, efficient for them. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's it is, just different it's all the time. It's different. Yeah. yeah. How, how many people did the buses hold if they had... Oh, yeah. It was like a standard. All that How stuff. Many people fit standard on a rear bus. Coach, yeah. Know, yeah. <laughs> standard <laughs> bus size. Okay. Thirty to forty, maybe. Yeah. But they still had room for all the. Other oh yeah, because that was well, like down like in the luggage. In the luggage. Oh, We're talking okay. like the really tall buses that have the big luggage. <laughs> but the best thing sections. is, you never know what you're gonna get when you sit in your seat. You could like lean back and like the pullback of your chair falls off, or there's like a hole in your chair, or like one armrest is like janky and it's gonna like fall to the side every time you lean on it or it could be like the best seat in the world so that's it's like roulette <laughs> one of the nicest trains we were on was in thailand too that was, was this night best. train where the seats turn into beds and stuff oh and nice it was they had like brand USB new and it was the nicest thing ever although you had the the food in the food cart <laughs> oh yeah i had a fun experience in the food cart where i went and i bought this um i don't know what it was it's like, like Pork basil, rice. pork rice, or whatever, and it cost me, I don't know, 58 baht, and I don't know, I, I liked it a lot, and 10 minutes later, I went back, and he charged me more for the second one, and I was like, what, I just paid for it, just, just this, <laughs> he's like, well, you know, 58 for, them. for this, and then, you know, two baht for me, and I was like, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> And so he's, like, pointing. He's, like, see, it says 58. So the guy's, like, cutting out new numbers and, like, puts it on top. No <laughs> was, way. He had just printed out new numbers for the menu and was putting new prices on all the stuff. It was, like, so, this just changed. <laughs> like, it's just such a... And it's so funny. Like, that's the best part of it. So, like, two baht is, like, 15 cents, maybe. Is it even that much? 30 bahts a dollar. I can't do math that fast. That would be less I don't than 15. Know. Yeah. That's like six, seven, seven cents. Really? But it's just, it's hysterical. Yeah. And like, everything is so affordable. So we found this lady that she, how much did she charge for the chicken tender? 10 baht? Yeah, 10 baht. 10 baht tender. per chicken tender. We call her the chicken lady. She had a deep fryer on wheels. And she parked in front of this same 7-Eleven every day. And your choices... It is the best chicken I've ever had. It's so good. Your choices were bone, <laughs> no bone. Spicy, no spicy. All right. And we walked like three miles one day to find the chicken lady because we were staying on the other side of town. And, oh, man, it was the best. It was like, worth it. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, Thailand's just the best. I love it. It sounds like I need to put that on the bucket list. Yeah, absolutely. You guys yeah. Are talking the about chicken it. lady. And the chick- we'll give you directions. We know the 7-Eleven that she sits in front of. The perfect. Well, it's funny. I didn't know there's 7-Elevens over there. Oh, my gosh. 7-Eleven so even... is king. Over there, really? Oh, it, it is. is. They're on every street corner. <laughs> and it's one of the only buildings, like public buildings, that has air conditioning. Really? Yeah. So if you're, like, That's where you go dying of heat exhaustion, you just, like, buy... Do they have Slurpees there, too? They do, but they're kind of weird flavors. So... 
it depends like chicken on chicken or no, not that weird, but like I don't know. I can't even think of a flavor, but we tried a couple like there was a chocolate slurpee. Like I don't want a chocolate slurpee because you know that's chocolate water and that's weird because there's no chocolate in that. Like Yeah. Yeah. And like there was a I think there was a seaweed and citrus, like a citrus seaweed one. I didn't ever try that. I, I just didn't gotta, try it. I, just, I looked at it. I would it. go to the, the Coke refrigerator. And yeah. Get it. <laughs> I, know, I know this for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but they have like toasties. Like, it's like a panini pressed sandwich with some sort of thing that like resembles cheese and sliced up hot dogs. Like, sliced long ways, but in half. And. So you can eat your meal for less than a buck. And yeah. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or you could also get like the amazing street food, which is definitely the way to go if you can. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes if it's like midnight, you're like, I'm really hungry, and we just got dropped off in the middle of nowhere from our night bus. Yeah, we'll go to Seven Eleven. Why not? Convenience is king, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so uh, I, I guess a question going back into you know you moving um, or living here in, in Springfield, the Ozarks. Have you found that that helps with save? As far as um, I, I think Springfield is affordable compared to I used to live in Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that helps? Like, it, do you find a benefit of living somewhere where it's less expensive to stay there? I'm tripping over my words right now, but I think you guys know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, it's a huge <laughs> benefit because we lived in Asheville, and Asheville's like freaking booming right now. Yeah. So everything was significantly like rent was basically almost double what it is here for less square footage. Like, it was really? less yeah. square footage there, depending. I mean, I would say it, it does depend, though, as well as what you're doing for work. Yeah. I think typically the jobs don't pay as much here. Yeah. So it, it kind of, you have to find that balance, I guess. Like, what are you doing for work to try to save money as well? Mm-hmm. That um, is fair. Yeah. Because I know not everyone's going to have a family member they can stay with for a year to save money. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's not going to happen for everyone. Right. But for a lot of things, I think it definitely does help being in this area. Well, I mean, even going out to eat, our nicer places here are much more affordable than yeah. nicer places mm-hmm. in yeah, Asheville that's true. or other, you know, other places that we've visited. So it does make it easier to like have a life while saving because it isn't as like outrageously expensive or you know things like that. Beer was actually cheaper in Nashville. I will get was it. Was it? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think because they had to compete so much. I mean, there's like 20 craft breweries. Yeah. They have more breweries per capita than any other city in the U.S. Really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, everyone has like these crazy, like dollar pint night. So like, obviously everyone's going to go to that brewery on Mondays for dollar pint night. Yeah, that's insane. And, yeah. <laughs> so you, you could get like really, really, really good deals on beer. That's awesome. It's probably better for me that I can't get those deals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, let's see, as far as, I guess one, what's one piece of advice that you, I guess can offer to somebody that is, um, whether individual or a couple or whatnot that actually does, cause that's kind of intimidating, you know, um, not only if they want to go for, you know, even say a couple weeks abroad, yeah. if they've never been. You have the saving aspect, um, you know, you, and even if some people are given the opportunity, like you guys were to stay with your parents, mm-hmm. you know, some people won't do that because they feel like um, there's, I, 
guess they don't have the humility to do that, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I mean, and I totally get that because there were times, you know, I'd run into someone, like, that I went to high school or college with. and like, so where are you living now? I'm like, and my parents upstairs. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. There is that, like, stigma. But we were, after this, we were like, oh, my gosh, we hope our kids, like, we can do the same thing for yeah. our kids. Yeah. But, I mean, my biggest piece of advice would be, like, just make it happen. And obviously, it's it's not going to be the same for everyone. Like you said, you know, not everyone's going to have the same advantages we had or things like that. But I mean, that was the I think that's the best thing I've done in other than like marrying Matt. But like oh. activity, <laughs> like that is the best thing I've done in my life is is take that year. I mean, we traveled all the time in between, and even you know those experiences are amazing as well. But like. I think there's this extra, like, sense of accomplishment also, like, with the, I'm sure you guys felt that too, like, you work really hard to do this thing, and you're like, now that we're home, we just constantly say, I can't believe we did that, like, that is the coolest thing we've ever done, and Mm -hmm. I think it's really easy to make excuses not to do something, and we, I think that's a part, that's part of why it took us so long I mean, to be honest, when we we made excuses like, oh, well, we should save for this, but we also really want to do this. And so, you know, it's it's really easy to do that. It's really easy mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I don't really want to live with my parents. You know, we're married, you yeah. know, like, oh, well, we just got married. Time to move in with the in-laws, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It would have be, been really easy to say, like, nah, it just feels like taking a step back when really it was, like, the biggest step forward we could have taken for that goal. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I think it would just be to like jump on any offer that someone does to help you out because people aren't going to make that offer like half-heartedly like they you know my parents didn't say that expecting us to say no you yeah. know what I mean like if someone is going to be generous they're doing it because they want to help you and I think to not be afraid to like jump on those opportunities because we never would have done it without that yeah. Not as long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, it really is. As as far as uh I guess getting into the um the whole saving aspect of it, I mean, are you guys obviously pretty mindful with whatever with whatever money comes in, you know, save a certain amount to like a travel account, actually split those up. Yeah. We have the travel fund. Yeah, we we do typically take a percentage of mm-hmm. any income and set it aside for travel. Mm-hmm. Um I know with traveling, um, one of our friends told us about Charles Schwab, actually, and this, we're not affiliated or whatever. Company, <laughs> this but is not a sponsored yeah, message. This is not a sponsored thing whatsoever. But if you guys um, want to fund our next trip. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. He wants to tell everyone about Charles Schwab. Yeah, we, we discovered that you can open up a checking account with them. Um, I guess you have to do some sort of investment account, too, but you don't have to invest anything whatsoever. So we have this checking account with them. And then they drop our, you know... Yeah, please don't drive us. <laughs> um, so basically, we had all of our money for travel set in this one account with Charles Schwab. And so basically, with their card for this account, you can use it on ATMs worldwide. There's no fees whatsoever. Okay. So it takes guess, the fee out. At the end the of the month, they reimburse the all moment, the fees. They reimburse all the fees at the end of the month. Okay. And so it, it made a huge difference over the course of that trip. Oh, yeah. Just between... Mm-hmm. not having to pay the ATM fees and what it would have cost us. Like, yeah. that's and having, hundreds of dollars difference. Having a credit card with 
um, zero foreign transaction fees because we would like pay for flights and stuff with cre the credit card to get the points and then like immediately pay it off. That would be my other piece of advice. Don't go into a debt for long-term travel. Definitely save for it. Yeah. Because I can't imagine if we hadn't saved and then just came home with this like crap ton of debt. That's true. We will like we will never ever go into debt to take a trip because like it was yeah, don't do that. <laughs> that just seems like a terrible idea. Yeah. That would be my other piece of advice. But the, the zero foreign transaction fees is huge so that you're not just like racking up unnecessary fees along the way. Because they, especially if you're traveling long term, they add up really fast. Yeah, it's just little stuff. Like mm -hmm. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It especially difference. if you skip all those extra fees, anything yeah. you can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like three bucks a time every time you take money out. Yeah, at least for a yeah. year, you know. Right. Like yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, not everywhere takes a card. Yeah. So it's not even like you can count on using that all the time. That's true, yeah, because there are a lot of places you do still need cash. Especially in, like, Southeast Asia. Yeah. So, That's yeah. awesome. Well, um, to kind of wrap things up, guys, where can people find your blog, your Instagram, Facebook, whatever you guys have going on, and kind of see, um, get some advice and tips for, you know, hopefully their next trip, so. Yeah, so um, our blog is fortheloveofwanderlust.com, so it's for the love of wanderlust, and wanderlust is W-A-N-D-E-R-L-U-S-T, um, and then we're on Facebook and Instagram, same, same thing, for the love of wanderlust, and yeah. We're on like Twitter and stuff, but we're not really active, so don't go there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Facebook, Instagram, and the blog, for sure. Gotta have the visual as exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again for joining us and kind of telling some really awesome uh, stories. Yeah, I got. Thank you for thanks for having us. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I'm excited to add a couple things to my bucket list, like the chicken lady. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> keep, do, I'll yeah. keep you filling in with that. Absolutely, we'll pin it on a map for you. <laughs> there you go. Thanks again, guys. Hey guys, I really appreciate you listening and would absolutely love if you left a rating on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, or wherever you're listening to this. Your feedback is our inspiration to continue these stories and grow.